Good morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Alex B. Podcast. Uh, I'm nef- definitely not religious by any stretch, but I'm going to preach today on some stuff. So uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Alex B. Podcast. Connect with the podcast on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The username, all one word, the Alex B. Podcast. Welcome back to the Alex B. Podcast. I don't know how many people remember that song, so Google it if you're like if you're a youngster and you don't remember the Madonna song, Like a Prayer. That song came out 32 years ago, and do some research on it. For those of you people that are old, my age, that are old, and that song came out 32 years ago. When the music video was released... It was brought to you by Pepsi. I want to say it was doing a Super Bowl. It was something, they did a big debut of it. And in the video, uh, Madonna's kind of dancing around in a church. She kisses a black Jesus. Everybody flips the fuck out. Oops. I, I got to tell you about the F word here in a minute. 
I need to get my my naughty jar up. Anyway, so everybody freaks out because she kisses like this black Jesus statue in the church, and then there's a cross burning and it, whatever. So I mean, not cross burning like clan stuff, but just like it was trying to be like this epic, like a prayer. I'll take you there stuff, and everybody flipped out. This was 32 years ago that people flipped out when this was on national television. And then, so Pepsi's known for like lighting shit on fire because they, they did the Madonna video, you know, they caught Michael Jackson's hair on fire. So I don't know what the fuck's going on with Pepsi and Pyro, but there seems to be a correlation. So now here we are 32 years later and we've got Cardi B and, and you know, Megan Stallion doing their thing on stage, you know, ass twerking. I guess that's what the thing's called, twerking, ass hanging out. Nobody says anything. Like it's not, it doesn't, it almost seems like it's the norm because we've gotten so desensitized to stuff that's out on television and, and cultures and stuff that people follow. But when I, when I look at the Madonna like a prayer video, I remember that cause I'm Catholic and everybody, man, they flipped out. They wanted to ban the video. They want to boycott Pepsi, blah, 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 blah. And now you don't hear none of that stuff happen. Now we are in the cancel culture where people do bad stuff and they get quote unquote canceled. And, and and they get eliminated or stuff, but I just don't know what kind of message it sends out or whatever. You know, you you want you definitely don't want people to be in any kind of like bad compromising situations. But then you look at television. This is like award shows. This is national television, and people are doing their thing. You know, Lizzo was out there. Lizzo ass hanging out all over the place. It's the norm. People don't freak out about it anymore. It's not. I guess it's so different. I mean, what? Where's the barrier lie? I guess. You know, like you say, you don't you don't want your tell your kids watching bad stuff. But once on one, once on one national three networks, of course you're gonna be like, what the hell is going on here? So anyway, I decided be, if I was gonna record on Sunday like I'm doing today, I came up with an idea to do a swear jar just on Sundays, only if I record on Sundays. So every time I say the word fuck, I'm gonna throw a quarter in there. See, now I'm up to fifty cents because I said the f word earlier. And once the jar is filled up, I am going to send the money back to my church in New Palestine. Now, what they do with the money is their business. They may they may make a lot of money off me. They may make, make I don't know. But it's only when I record on Sundays. So I'm not going to say it's going to be bountiful because anybody listening to my podcast knows I just I, I just do my thing. And it's not that I like to just cuss to cuss. You know, I just, it, I'm expressive when I talk. And sometimes I'm, I'm a potty mouth. But it's not just because I'm, I'm trying to go for shock value or anything because that's just how I talk. That's just how I roll. But I said, if I'm going to record on Sunday, the Lord's Day when people should be going to church, you know, and, and taking a break from the, the other six days of the norm that I was going to do that. So there you go. That's my contribution uh, to religion and stuff. It's just like trying to like trying to clean up my act a little bit. Not by much. Don't think I'm going to like go all soft because, you know, I, I've been known to, I've been known to go to church and I actually being Catholic or whatever, I actually started, you know, really, really like believing in religion again, you know, going, going to this church back home and was really kind of into it because I think it's how you relate to the people. Um, the young people, the people that might be, I don't want to use the term misguided, but maybe just kind of like, like lost or whatever. So I really think it's, you know, it's up to, up to the preacher, minister or whatever to get people. So I was actually like, you know, I'm interested again. So before I wasn't, again, I'm not going to get all religious, not going to get crazy, but it's just good to know that we can take some of the old word that's out there and, and interpret it to a younger generation or a different generation or a more diverse generation. And then we all get to figure it out because there's a lot of times, a lot of us still kind of question what the man does upstairs. You know, you're not supposed to question it, but when everybody says like God has a plan, you're like, okay, you know, God has a plan. But then when, when you hear about these tragedies and stuff happen, you're like, wait a minute, man, is this the script? You know what I mean? Like just the tornadoes that came through a couple weeks ago, 10 miles from the house out here. And 
Yeah. Amazon warehouse, six people get killed. Was that like part of a plan? You know what I mean? You 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 wonder like, wait a minute. You know, you you wonder wonder what's going on. You, you it's you you have to know there's a bigger purpose and a bigger plan out there. But I think some of the heartache and suffering that happens in the meantime because of that is is it's unbearable, man. You lose people to COVID like I did. My sister passes away, and you're like, okay, was this? What is the plan? Is the plan to teach us a lesson? Is the plan to to make us like, you know, hey, you know, you, you need to start cleaning your act. What is it? Is it some kind of message that we're not getting when something like this happens? And and we're you know we're, we got to we got to fly right. And speaking of flight, we're going to talk about people messing up. See, I almost said effing up on planes, but I didn't because I didn't want to throw another quarter in the square jar. But people on planes, I don't know when this is going to stop. But I've got a story that I'm going to read here. This is this is mind blowing. Okay, so obviously we're still in the era of COVID and all that stuff going on, and we're still people are still. I'm going to have to put a quarter swear jar because there people are fucking up on airplanes, and I don't know when it's going to stop. How does this happen that people could just go nuts and not expect there to be repercussions? Not expect to be you know you don't think that like the the feds are going to be waiting for you when you try to get off the tarmac? This is mind blowing to me. I'm going to go with this lawsuit first that I saw. I don't know what the, what kind of stuff like this is worth. You can't put a price on, you know, if, if somebody dies. This lady, Southwest passenger, sues airline for $10 million, claiming she was removed from a flight for taking her mask off to drink water. $10 million? You think that shit's worth $10 million, lady? How about some free airline tickets anywhere anywhere you want to fly? Like, you go to Disney World or some shit. $10 million? So she's saying it's because she has this medical stuff. Her name is Medora Reading, age 68. Uh, complaint filed in New York Eastern District Court says she was traveling on January 7th from Washington, D.C. to Palm Beach, Florida on a Southwest, Southwest Airlines flight when she was told by a flight attendant to keep her mask on despite her medical conditions. Did she tell everybody she had a medical condition? You know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot to the story. Uh, reading said in the complaint that she had difficulty breathing because of a heart condition, low blood sugar, and claustrophobia. You're going to go on a fucking airplane if you got claustrophobia? That's the last place you want to be, I think. Unless you're sitting in first class, you got a little bit of room to stretch out. So see, something this sounded lopsided here. I'm no judge. I'm no medical expert. I don't think none of this shit's worth $10 million. According to the complaint, she informed a Southwest employee about her conditions when she bought the ticket and she was seated at the front of the plane. She said she was talking to a Southwest employee before boarding when a gate supervisor joined the conversation to tell her that the airline does not care. I don't, I'm not saying people don't say stupid shit when they're mad. Uh, I don't know about all that. But yeah, she thinks this is worth $10 million. Now, granted, she got kicked off the plane. Now, nothing happened to her medically. She didn't get sent to the hospital. She didn't die, whatever. She was inconvenienced. She was challenged about the about her medical conditions or whatever. And she thinks that's worth $10 million. <laughs> I got to follow this case. I've got, I got to do a fucking, see, there I go with the swear jar again. I'm telling you, they're going to get paid back home. So I don't know if it's worth $10 million. <laughs> I don't know how you put a price tag on it. Like, how do you do that up? Like, you know, when you get a, like your car fixed, you know, it'll say alternator costs this much, a belt costs this much. And it gives you like a total, like, where's the breakdown of how this is worth 10 million? Pain and suffering and all this other bullshit. Speaking of airplanes, one more before I break. A Tel Aviv bound United flight. Again, United, this is uh, United. This is Southwest. And now this is United. These guys, now at concerts, everybody's done this at concerts. I know I have. Okay. You have lawn seats at your concert, right? And, you know, you're, you're on the lawn. It's kind of cool because, you know, you can get away with a lot more stuff in the lawn and you can't seats. And then I know a lot of us have done this where we start walking down from the lawn, you know, to go get a beer or whatever. We see some empty seats closer to the stage. What do we do? Naturally, we try to get closer until we get booted out or the people that actually have those seats show up, right? And a lot of times you can pretty get, much get away with it until, you know, the usher looks at you and said, no, man, this dude cannot afford a $300 ticket to go see Aldine. 
No way. And they boot you back to the lawn. Whatever. These motherfuckers thought they could do this on a plane. I'm sorry. Cursed again. They rushed these seats in first class. They just they were seating in normal seats, obviously, you know, because they show their tickets when you walk in. And then when the seats were empty, they decided to do a self upgrade and it departed Newark at 11 o'clock, was scheduled to arrive at 420 in Tel Aviv, and they turned it back around, landing, landing back in Newark at 1.45 a.m. So they turned the plane around. They left 11 p.m., so 1.45, they turn around. I think that the, I think the general public should be able to pounce on people. Could you imagine if some people had some a business trip to make or something, and you got to turn the flight around because these people want to be jackasses? I think you should let like the people pounce on the people or something. I mean, I don't encourage violence. But now you're, you're rewriting the plane. Imagine all the fuel that was wasted and, and the manpower and all the people that might have had like connection flights or whatever. And they have to turn around because a couple people decided that their coach seats were not good enough. And they saw these empty seats in first class and they decided to shimmy up there. And just because of that, like, why couldn't you just kick them out? Why did you redirect the plane? Was there violence? Like, I don't understand. Why not just let them sit in the seats for the time being? Say, OK, man, sit down there. Sit down, shut the fuck up. And then when the plane lands, then you arrest them when they get off there. But to reroute the plane when there was no violence or nothing going on, I don't know. That's confusing to me, but at least it wasn't a mask thing. You know, normally you hear about people and the mask complaints, even though you know the rules when you get on. The FAA has civil authority to propose fines up to $37,000 per violation for unruly passenger cases. $37,000 if you want to sit there and go heads up and try to square off with the, with the, with the flight attendants about wearing a mask. Thirty-seven k. Plus, they can, you know, they can pretty put you on a no-fly list, then you're really going to be screwed. So just, I don't think they should have rerouted the plane. If the guys were, again, let them sit there. Who cares? Okay, y'all enjoy your seat. Nobody says you have to wait on them. Let them sit there and enjoy the seat. And then when they get off the plane, arrest them for theft or however, however you want to cheat, whatever you want to do. Since it is Sunday, and I'm, again, I'm trying not to curse, but you could see that that's not really going well. Since it's this Sunday, I was always a big fan of this song. You'd never think that, like, knowing me and, like, knowing my music background. But I, this song was called, this song's called Stomp. It's by Kirk Franklin. And it was at, it actually got airplane urban radio back in Indianapolis. I was always a fan. Because uh, Pep from Salt and Pepper has a couple, like, has a verse in it. And it's kind of, like, uplifting and stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and rock that. And then we'll wrap up the Alex B. Podcast and maybe add some more quarters to the swear jar. And you are listening to the Alex B. Podcast. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet, and if you don't know, now you know. Go and go right. <laughs> you better put them hands together and act like you know up in here. Chief Pete.
don't mind, I feel like having a little church in here. Cause the devil is alive, because he's a messiah, but it's another level. Come on, up. So, how can you help me? When I think about the goodness and the fullness of God, make me thankful, pity the hateful, I'm grateful. The Lord brought me through this far. Trying to be cute when I praise him, raise him high. I keep it live, beat bumping, keep him jumping, make the Lord feel something. Ain't no shame in my game, God's property. Getting big with curse, ain't no stopping me. I know some of you right now are going, wait a minute, this guy listens to gospel? I don't listen, obviously, all the time. But that song got a lot of crossover airplay on uh, urban stations in Indianapolis back in, uh, I want to say, the late 90s. And I, I always thought it was kind of a cool song. I never played it in the clubs because then I, I would have got, like, literally just roasted. But I always thought it was kind of a cool song. There's actually some videos on, uh, I want to say, TikTok or whatever, where people are, like, doing dances and stuff to it. I just thought it was, like, kind of a cool, different thing to do what I normally do on the show. So there you go. Uh, Social media, you already know the drill. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, the Alex B Podcast. That's how you get at me. I would love to hear from you. There's a lot of times that I'll see stuff um, that doesn't make the podcast that I'll put up on social media and vice versa. So if I see something, I capture it, try to put it on there if I'm clowning somebody or whatever, um, and I try to put it on there. and, And so that's what you'll see on the social pages or you'll see like a promo or you might hear clips from a previous podcast. But definitely check it out there. Uh, Would love to see you out there. And uh, yeah, there you go. So I'm going to wrap up the podcast with this only because if anybody pays attention to the fucking stock market, it took a crash. See, there I go again. I don't even know what's in the swear jar. I'm going to have to like update what the swear jar is at some point next week. I don't know. I'm like doing little tally marks here on what I got to throw in there because I'm not throwing them in there in real time, but I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to do it. So a couple other stories before I get out of here. This is only because if anybody has money in the market like look at your 401 and that kind of stuff because the market took a crap last week but again it could go up um 
And so pay attention to that. When I mentioned social media, uh, it's it's amazing the thirst trap that still goes on. I, I, I can't explain it. I know a lot of people go for likes. They say, you know, follow me. My biggest thing was this. When I started doing the podcast, I didn't really care about the likes and the follows. My, my main goal was to get the podcast on Apple and Google and then, you know, kind of kind of like push that brand out. So when you type in the Alex B podcast on Google, I'm the number one match. Takes you right to the right to the Apple page. So my goal was accomplished. The social media thing was just kind of an auxiliary thing. So although there's not many people, quote unquote, followers are out there, it was just more of kind of like spreading the brand out there. But there's some people, man, that will go through extremes just to have likes, just to have validation. My biggest thing is there money attached to this shit. But then there's some that'll put like their cash app links on there and then they'll put their links to their only fans and everything. And again, this goes back to like, you know, Madonna, we all thought that was really bad 32 years ago. And now anybody can get on there and do this or whatever. And it's just amazing the thirst trap that exists. And not only that, but just the dangerous stuff that can happen on these, these TikTok challenges and these social media challenges. So now and I'm sure you guys have heard about this one. Now, I don't like spice. I don't like too much spicy stuff. But there's a social media challenge out there. And I, again, I'm going to preface it by saying, don't do this. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just, I'm reading a story about it. Okay. There's a social media challenge out there, which involves eating an incredibly spicy chip without having anything to drink. And it's left some kids hospitalized. California school district has confirmed that at least three high school students were hospitalized after participating in a viral one chip challenge trend. The students, some of who are from Lodi High School near Sacramento, are said to have needed medical attention after they ate the potato chip. Each student who has taken part has had a similar reaction, struggling to breathe and catch their breath. Uh, the school principal told the media outlet, we have also had students vomiting on themselves. The challenge was created by the brand Pockeye? I don't know. And the hashtag one chip challenge has 475 million views to date on TikTok. Now, shouldn't the chip maker, why would you make a, a chip like this anyway? I don't understand. And then they're, they're the ones that created, the, the people that make the chip created the challenge. And these kids could possibly get sick, something back and happen. Now, again, it could be worse. They could be bringing guns to school, shooting up schools or whatever. But still, eating this hot potato chip and, and something back can happen. Come on now. 475 million views on TikTok. I just want to go back to watching people fall off fucking milk crates. Okay? That's a lot safer. Okay, you might break a bone. But... Yeah, it's called the one chip challenge. Again, I do not say participate on it, but 475 million views just tell you what a thirst trap TikTok is. And people just want to get that attention. They're want before you used to say you used to do it for the gram. Now it's just everywhere. I don't know about that. So the chip contains something called Calif Carolina Reaper and Scorpion Peppers. According to the brand's website, it's also described by the company themselves to be one eye-watering curse-inducing chip made with the hottest peppers on the planet. In light of the dangerous effects of the challenge, they sent a message to, to parents saying a number of students have already been sent home and have been referred to the emergency room because of the reactions to the substance. The high school principals also noted anyone found carrying the spicy chips would be sent home, according to the local newspaper. Could you imagine that? You bring a gun to school, you're gonna get sent home. You know, you 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 threaten a school. Now you just bring in some fucking hot ass potato chips. Your ass is going home. So the trend has seemed to be blown up online with many influencers rushing to participate. Leave it, let, leave it, let the let the let the influencers do that. Just don't do stupid things that can that can that could be bad stuff. Okay, we don't want to see that. Okay, that's I just I don't want to see. I mean, again, the milk crate challenge. I jumped into TikTok just because I was watching the Carol Baskin videos two years ago here at the house. 
And now, and the milk crate challenge, I thought was entertaining. I mean, people building these like pyramids and milk crates and they're running up them and they're falling off them. And then TikTok, TikTok got rid of those. You know, they got rid of those and they, they stopped putting them up there. Now you got people in these hot ass chips going to the emergency room because these, the, the, the chip maker is challenging people and it's publicity for them. You know, all these, you know, 400 hits or whatever I just said. Yeah, people are liking it. All right. So I don't, I don't like to talk politics, but I'm just going to tell you this. You can Google it yourself. I'm not going to get into details. But Ukraine and Russia are like kind of like almost at each other's throats. Um, The U.S. just included 200 pounds of ammunition and weapons for frontline defenders. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That makes me nervous, man. You got the market took a shit last week. You've got Russia and the Ukraine going at it. We've already had some like weird relations with Russia and Putin throughout the years. And now we're helping the Ukraine out. So what is that telling Russia about us? You know, you don't you don't want it to get to be like that movie War Games back in the day where people start flipping switches and bad shit happens. And again, I'm not trying to be negative Nelly, but Google it yourself. I'm hoping that it's just let them sell. You know, I don't know. We get involved in stuff we can't get out of. And it just seems to go on and on and on and on and on. And North Korea, North Korea's testing missiles again. Come on, man. Again, I just want to go back to the the Carol Baskin videos. Just simple stuff to make me laugh. People falling off milk crates. Um, you know, I like the people that fall down the ice. Those are really fucking funny. Like somebody's like walking out to check the mail or go to their car and they bust their ass and there's like music usually put to it. And this one guy was like, well, he said GD. I'm not going to definitely say that on Sunday, but he's, you see him falling down and falling on his back. That's, that's, that's what I want to see. I don't want to, you want to try to tune away from the news, but just because you don't watch the news doesn't mean shit is not happening around you. And I don't want to use the term stay woke, but just Google it once in a while. Just Google Russia, Ukraine. Okay, read about that a little bit and then Google North Korea mil- mi- missile testing. <laughs> it's just, man. Again, give me the milk, give me the um, milk crate challenge, stuff like that. Simple and that's it. Remember, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, and TikTok, the Alex B podcast. That's how you can get at me. Have a great Sunday. If you feel the need to go to church, go ahead, go to church. Uh, worship the God of all faiths. Wherever you want to do it, do it, man. There's, there's always something higher than us. Nobody's at the top of the mountain down here on earth and we're all we're we all got the same destination when it's all said and done so that's my that's my pseudo motivation for today thanks for listening to the alex b podcast i'll holler at you soon i
was just a dream. That was just a dream. That